Hello, and welcome to episode two of The Nittervention, a podcast for those who want to knit fast, die warm, and make beautiful things along the way. Uh, the topic for this episode is Stay Home, Stay Safe, Survival Tactics with Aaron. So like most of the world right now, um, we are currently under a directive from the governor of Michigan to stay home, stay safe, you know, self-isolate if need be. Basically, we're in a, a bit of a um, bit of a quarantine, for lack of a better better term. And we are. I am ending week three of uh, of working from home. I have a uh, a full time job, which I'm lucky enough to be able to telework with. So I'm still able to, you know, to work from home, and I have that ability. Um, as does my husband. So right now it is is just me and him and our two dogs in the house. And let me just say thank God that we don't share an office anymore. Um, my daughter moved to Florida to start school. And so her old bedroom is now my office. So at least we have that little bit of, I don't have to see him during the day like we normally wouldn't. And then I can meet up with him for lunch or you know, we have a dinner date tonight. We're going to go and do some curbside pickup with one of the local restaurants. And then we're going to hang out, drink some wine. I'm going to work on knitting. And it, it's going to be okay. So um, as far as stay home and stay safe survival tactics, a few of the things that I have learned uh, not only over these past several weeks, but um, I was in the Navy for... Uh, active duty for about seven and a half, eight years. And I've went on deployments where I didn't get to see family members for long periods of time. And I didn't even get to see land for long periods of time. So this stay home, stay safe is not necessarily a new, a new thing for me, but it is different in the fact that I am Unlike on a Navy ship, I'm not sharing a room with 200 people. It's just me in my office with my two dogs sleeping and my husband downstairs working. But some of the, the things that I have I've learned uh, to kind of stay sane during moments uh, like this is, you know, find... Find your community. Find your community online. There are a number of different tools that are out there right now that is that keeps us connected. We can social. We can practice social distancing without being socially distant. So you have communities like the uh, the ones that immediately come to mind: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook great groups that are on there especially for for knitting for yarn dyeing for weaving for spinning um for anything fiber related really and uh there's a lot of really great communities out there where you can get inspiration you can give tips you can get tips it's 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 a wonderful it's a wonderful thing the internet uh instagram that is my go-to place to find beauty, to find inspiration, to connect with other fiber artists that are out there that I might not necessarily get to interact with uh, in Facebook groups. Um, 
and then, you know, Twitter, but I tried not to go on Twitter too often because I find there's just way too much politics on Twitter and then I just get angry and depressed. So I try to stay away from, uh, I stay, try to stay away from some social media, Twitter being one of them. Another really great resource um, that is underrated uh, as of late, I find, is Reddit. The Reddit community is amazing and there is a lot of just great um great reddit uh, subreddits that are geared just for fiber arts so like i know i'm i'm personally the moderator of the r yarn subreddit so there's my little plug there go check out r yarn um there's fiber addicts there is yarn addicts there is my one of my personal favorites drunk knitting um, I've posted in there several times because, well, sometimes, sometimes you just have to pair a wine with a knitting project. It can work out sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, you can be working on a, uh, a nice glass of, of, you know, steel barrel aged Chardonnay and working on a really intricate lace pattern. That is, that is not a good pair, but, a um, pair of vanilla socks and just straight stockinette socks and uh you know a beer or a whiskey you'll be just fine you might have to you know fix a few things in the morning but nah you'll survive some of the new things that have come out uh, as far as keeping uh keeping ties with your community with your friends your family um a couple of video teleconferencing uh, software have really kind of risen to the forefront. Um, I'm, of course, talking about Zoom, uh, which has recently been in the news because there has been a couple of hijackers and, and hackers that have been going in and hijacking Zoom, um, Zoom meetings and Zoom classes. But... Uh, Outside of those few instances, it really is a lovely tool. Um, I didn't know about it at all until the first week of uh, the first week of quarantine. Um, actually, right before the first week of quarantine, I had a Zoom meeting with my therapist, and that was the first time I actually heard of this uh, particular program. And it went flawlessly. And, and since then, I have. I have hosted a couple of like Tipsy Tuesday Zoom meetups where, you know, what's in your bag? What's in your glass? Uh, show and tell. A couple of knit nights. Uh, I have I have a happy hour that I'm attending this evening. Um, a girl's night in, as it were. And so it's that's just one tool that I've found that I've been able to use to connect to to the fiber community. And to be quite honest, if it wasn't for this particular, you know, instance that's happening in the world right now, this pandemic, I wouldn't have been able to find out about Zoom and I wouldn't have been able to meet some of the people that I have been able to meet. I'm in a group on Facebook called Michigan Makers Together and we use Zoom uh, to host weekly meetups. Um, and there are some wonderful fiber folks that I've met through Michigan Makers Together and through Zoom who live way on the other side of the state that I didn't even know were there and they're 
wonderful and lovely, and I can count them among my friends now. So those are some of the uh, the tools that I've been using to kind of get through, um, to kind of get through this pandemic funk. Uh, I know that there's been a couple of days in the past, like week, week and a half, where I haven't wanted to to knit or to craft or do anything, including uh, work on the podcast that I started like almost two weeks ago. I came out with the first episode, I had ideas for the second episode, and then I just kind of fell into a little bit of a depression. I needed to take a step back and really just kind of find, create my own, create my own space. And, um, I've been able to do that, uh, thankfully, which has been really interesting because I've been creating space within the same space. I haven't been able to really leave for three weeks with a house full of, you know, dogs and another person. So it, one thing that I've been trying to work on, even though I haven't really wanted or felt the need to um, to craft, is force myself to work on some of the works in progress that I have. Even if it's only a couple stitches or a couple of rows, some forward progress is better than no forward progress. So I've been working on working on working on things, uh, what it comes down to. Um, so some of the current projects, just to kind of bring it back to, to something fiber related, uh, some of the current projects that I am working on, I have a number of patterns. And if you hear me shuffling papers, it's because I'm pulling out my patterns here to kind of list off what I'm working on. Um, I'm working on a Ginny cardigan by uh, Andrea Mari out on uh, out on Facebook, or not on Facebook, out on Ravelry. And she has some absolutely wonderful patterns. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think she has the night shift pattern, the night shift shawl. Um, I'd have to go and double check that. I actually haven't been keeping up with the fade shawl uh, or fades, um, that whole trend, which is really weird because I I came up with uh, with a fade shawl myself. So I guess I, I kind of have been keeping up with that trend. But I'm making this particular cardigan for somebody else um, as a commission, and I already have the yarn set aside to make myself one because I absolutely love it. It is a great pattern. It's easy to follow. Highly recommend it, especially if it's your first time doing a sweater. Um, If it's your first time doing a sweater, you will be able to follow along as long as you, as long as you can read directions. And I would suggest reading through, um, reading through the pattern before you begin. You need to do that with any pattern, really, is just to read through and make sure you know what's coming up. Um, Another item that I just finished not too long ago uh, is called the Cozy Winter Shawl. Um, And I've, I finished it before spring officially started. So it was technically it was technically still winter. I made that as a commission for a friend of mine, for his wife. Um, and this was a, um, a really quick and easy shawl to do. Um, and if you 
are a beginner knitter and you want to learn how to do, you know, cables, this is the pattern for you. Uh, it is just a bunch of wonderful cables. There's eyelet sections in between each cable section. And then there is a whole big garter, garter stitch area. And it is, um, it is a big cozy winter shawl. It is a fast knit on size 10 needles with worsted weight yarn. You can't ask for anything to go quicker than that. It's like an instant gratification shawl. If uh, instant gratification is what you need right now, um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't oh, you know, begrudge anybody for instant gratification considering, you know, the shenanigans and the shit show that's kind of going on outside. Um, cozy winter shawl by Melanie um, Malinger, M-I-E-L-I-N-G-E-R. That is her last name. It is out on Ravelry. Highly recommend it. It is both written and charted, so you kind of get the best of both worlds there. Um, Another pattern that I am working on for myself is the Delwyn sweater by Kat Riddell, or The Wayward Knitter. She is out on Instagram and out on Ravelry, as is Melanie um, and Andrea Mari. And this, I'm still working on it. I just got to where I'm able to join the back and the front so I'm just now starting to be able to knit in the round um, and separated the sleeves not too long ago so it is a it is an also a fast knit sweater done on if I'm not mistaken this is worsted weight yarn let me just make sure um yarn worsted weight yep so this is a striped worsted weight instant gratification project so again, that is the Delwyn sweater by Kat Riddell. Um, a couple of the other items that I'm working on is another sweater for myself. Um, it's also a pretty easy to follow top-down yoke style pattern, like a uh, Norwegian style uh, pattern. And it has a very Norwegian name made by a very Norwegian lady. Uh, and I am just going to spell it out because I am not going to destroy this name. Uh, F-R-J-O-K-O-R-N by Helene Magnuson. Um, I want to say it's like Fjorkorn, I guess. Anyway, I'm making that particular shawl. It is also, a, it, well, it's not worse to weight. It is an Aaron weight shawl. Uh, not shawl. Good Lord. It is an Aaron Waite sweater, uh, top-down, yoke-style, Norwegian-style sweater, and I am making this sweater out of um, some yarn that was gifted to me by a friend who went on a trip to Ireland, and he brought back a sweater's worth of yarn from the Blarney Woolen Mills, so it's that lovely, natural uh, wool, natural color wool, and I am doing the pattern for the uh, for the sweater for the Norwegian style color work, um, Farrell color work with a lovely Kelly green uh, that my daughter got me in. 
um, when she was in Plymouth, Massachusetts on a class trip last year. So she came back with yarn because my friends and family know what know what I love. So I've been talking a lot about shawls and sweaters, um, and I never thought that I would be you know, making this many sweaters at once ever, but I'm going to bring up a hat pattern for those uh, listeners who prefer to do hats over large garments like, um, like sweaters or shawls, or they feel like they're not at that point yet. There is a very lovely beret that I've made for my daughter, and I'm going to be making another one for myself called the Era, A-I-R-A. And it is uh, a pretty, uh, pretty easy pattern to go through. It's a lovely, uh, it's a lovely beret. Um, there is, it's mostly charted out, but the chart is easy to follow. So it's only a three-page pattern. Uh, page three being the chart. So that is an easy one to work on for those who want to do a hat. Um, instead of a shawl or a um, shawl or a sweater. So the things, I'm going to move on to the things that I'm currently uh, designing. So I am a knit design, uh, a knitwear designer, um, relatively new. I only have, um, I want to say maybe five patterns that are published so far. And I'm getting ready to... um, I'm getting ready to do a knit along with my newest pattern, my Celtic Coast shawl. So I've actually started a new Celtic Coast shawl. This will be my third one that I've done, uh, doing a five color fade version of it. And I've spent a little bit of time yesterday starting to um, do some tutorial films uh, to put up on YouTube to go along with the knit along. But I, it, I wasn't very smart about it in that the the color palette that I'm doing this fade in is from a black to like a light heather gray. And so I'm starting with black yarn and I did all this filming yesterday on how to do a garter tap cast on, how to do a two by two right cross cable, a two by two left cross cable, how to do a make one left or make one right stitch increase, or how to do a five by five cable for the uh, center braid that, that's on the shawl. And I did it all with black yarn and it did not, it didn't turn out very good. You, can, I mean, you can see it, when you're looking at it in person, but it didn't translate to camera very well. And I'm new to, uh, to filming. So the lighting, it was good lighting, but it wasn't like knit black yarn for a tutorial, good lighting. So I'm going to be redoing all that tonight. Um, and hopefully I will have that up, um, up and running. Mm by this weekend so that way um, those who already have the pattern will be able to reference it but I will like I mentioned I will be hosting a knit along for the Celtic Coast shawl Um, it is available on Ravelry right now uh, and 
I don't have it posted on Etsy or on loveknitting.com yet, uh, but I will be doing that shortly. So if you're listening and you want to join in on the knit along for this, please do. Um, the more the merrier. And you can also tune in and check out progress on my Facebook group, uh, The Knittervention, or through my Instagram, which is also The Knittervention, or on soon-to-be YouTube. Um, the channel is The Knittervention, uh, and also on my website, theknittervention.com. Uh, if you haven't got that yet, it's The Knittervention. <laughs> uh, I'm also designing uh, two new shawls. Uh, one just went tech editing yesterday and I'm expecting it back tomorrow from the tech editor. Uh, it is called Rosie's shawl and I named it after my pit bull, Rosie. Um, cause when I was knitting it up, uh, I was using this like lovely rose colored pink yarn and it matched my Rosie girl's face because she's a red nose pit bull. So it became Rosie's shawl and when that shawl gets published, 25% of everything I, I make off that shawl will go and get donated right to Genesee County Animal Control, which is where we got our, our rosy girl. Um, and the other shawl that I'm typing up to be sent to tech editing, hopefully within the next few weeks, is an asymmetrical shawl called the Haven Shawl. Um, I made this shawl design initially for an International Women's Day event that was held in Detroit a couple of weeks ago, um, earlier in March. And that shawl, when it is published, 25% of the proceeds um, or of the cost of that shawl uh, will go towards the Haven Shelter in Pontiac, which is a women's shelter. So those are like my two charitable projects that I um, that I started and I will hopefully have in test knitting by May uh, fingers crossed that's what I'm I'm hoping for and then uh, I'll have it out for um, publication by mid to late May so if you're interested in a test knit being a test knitter um, please feel free to reach out to me um, and yeah, uh, so those are the new things that I'm currently working on. So I have this podcast, I have my YouTube channel, I have a couple of designs that I'm I'm working on. Um, I've also started to get back into weaving. Um, it's something that I've I've done off and on for probably the past maybe eight or nine months. Uh, and I learned how to weave about 13 years ago, but I just never really, never really got into it because I wasn't, I don't say I wasn't in the right headspace at the time, but I really wasn't into the fiber arts like I am now. So I have, I have a little easy weaver, um, a little, just tiny little rigid heddle, easy weaver, um, baby loom, basically, that I am making a, a pretty simple scarf on. It's going to be a Mobius cowl. And the yarn that I'm using on it is from my good friend, uh, Stephanie at Deep Dyed Yarns. It's her anemone 
um, sock yarn or her anemone colorway in her figment sock yarn. So it has like a nice little sparkle to it. And I've been working on this for probably a couple of months. It's just one of those projects that you pull out, you work on, you put away, you pull it back out, you work on it some more and you put it away. Um, so eventually, eventually it'll get done. Um, one of my goals that I want to do during this quarantine time, this stay home, stay safe, part of my survival tactics being yarn and anything fiber related, is I have a satched uh, table loom, a 20 or 22 inch satched table loom. And I want to... I want to go through and warp it. Um, it's a four, uh, four shaft. So it's, you know, it's, it's going to be a bit of a bit of a project to do, and it'll be a bit of a project to do on my own, considering I've never done this before on my own. And I really don't have all the tools as far as, um, as far as like a, a warping board or anything like that, but I'm sure I can make do with, you know, something. <laughs> so we'll, I'll figure that out um, eventually. But that's one of the things that I want to do at some point during this quarantine time. So that's an upcoming project that I am working on. And of course, outside of, you know, those items that I've, I've already listed, I have this podcast and trying to, you know, come up with, with ideas and topics for the upcoming episodes um, above and beyond just, hey, I'm going to hop on and start talking and let's see, let's see what happens. Uh, I actually, I had another episode too uh, recorded earlier this week. Um, I want to say it was, uh, I recorded it over the weekend. Um, and I decided to redo it, uh, which is what you're listening to right now is, is the new and improved one that isn't, um, isn't depressing. And I was, I was in a, I was in the pandemic funk at that time. I was, I was deep in it and I wanted to try to put something out as far as, you know, survival tactics and, you know, tips that you can, you can use and, and leverage during this particular, you know, quarantine time or pandemic or coronavirus or, you know, during this time of uncertainty that the world is having. And at the time I recorded it, it just... I didn't, I didn't see it at the time, but listening to it, I was like, Ooh, yeah, that sounds depressing. So I figured I'd give it a couple days and, and do a, a retry. So this is, this is my mulligan. Um, so just to, just to loop back on a couple of things as far as, you know, things that you can do during this time of uncertainty to maintain you know, bonds that you have, um, and communities that, that you're in Facebook groups. There's a couple of groups that I'm in that I would highly recommend. Uh, yarn from the spinning wheel is one knitting uncensored, uh, is another one that's good to go to for inspiration for some laughs and, you know, some unadulterated cussing. It's, it's quite lovely. Uh, knit and chat is another one. Um, Knitting is another one that I'm 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 in, and then of course you have Michigan Makers Together. Even if you're not in Michigan and you don't necessarily 
make anything, you can still join the group. Um, we're we're a good group of uh, of of people, and and we welcome everybody. Uh, Zoom meetings, Zoom meetups, you know, setting it up yourself. It's a free software. You can have up to like a a 40 minute to an hour, you know, meeting with a group of people that you can just, you know, see your friends, see your family, uh, have a glass of wine, you know, just... It's good for building that sense of community and and just reminding yourself that you're not alone and we're all going to get through this together in one way or another. Just because we're social distancing doesn't necessarily mean we have to be socially distant. Um, I know a lot of extroverts out there that are crawling crawling out of their skin just because of, you know, what's happening. Um, some of the, uh, some of the other things that I've been trying to, uh, keep up with, uh, not just through the Michigan makers together, but all of my local yarn shops that I would normally go to on a regular basis that are kind of closed right now are hosting things like virtual sales or, you know, virtual knit nights, or they're having their own knit alongs where they're, you know, they're on Facebook live or YouTube live or Instagram live, reaching out to, uh, to their, their communities. So, you know, always check with, uh, your, your local yarn shop, um, check their Facebook page, check their Instagram page. They may be having a lot of virtual events that you can attend and you'll be able to see the familiar faces that you're used to seeing. Um, there's also a number of like fiber festivals that because they closed down, they are now having virtual events. So the big one that's coming up that I would recommend checking out is YarnCon is having their own virtual YarnCon event because obviously they're not having YarnCon out in, um, you know, out in... Uh, Chicago, where it was supposed to be on the 4th and 5th. Instead, they're having a a virtual event on the 4th and 5th for all of the vendors. So if there is a a convention or a fiber festival that you're looking forward to coming up, just because you can't see your favorite uh, indie dyer or designer in person doesn't mean that you can't go on to uh, onto those virtual events and, you know, still support your favorite indie dyers or you know your your favorite uh craft crafters or vendors so there's there is a community out there um you just have to know where to go to to find it um and yeah, so those are those are the suggestions that I have. I would absolutely love to hear from you uh, and what you're doing to get through um, to get through this pandemic. Uh, how you're you know how you're you know maintaining your community and, and keeping in contact with your fiber friends and uh, and the steps that that you're taking to make sure that you know not only that you're not alone, but your friends uh, and your family are that they know that they're not alone. I would absolutely love to, to hear how you guys are are keeping all of that, keeping your stuff together while also not completely losing your mind. Um, so yeah, thank you for uh, thank you for listening. Uh, again, my name is Aaron White of The Knittervention. Check out my website, uh, theknittervention.com. And my Instagram and Facebook page, also The Knittervention. 
So just look me up, uh, follow me, and I look forward to, uh, to having you around for episode three. Have a great day.